0: Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Tree Valley Mining Corporation third quarter 2020 financials and earnings conference call and webcast. After the speaker's remarks, there will be a Q&A session. If you would like to ask a question during that time, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad. You may press star 1 at any time during the call to enter the queue. I would like to remind everyone that this conference call is being recorded. I would now like to turn the call over to Brendan Greene, Trivalli's Vice President of Investor Relations and Interim Chief Financial Officer, may begin your conference.
1: Thank you, Chantel. Good day, everyone, and thanks for taking the time to join the call this morning. Before we get started, I would like to direct your attention to our forward-looking GOT language on slide two. Our discussion today will contain forward-looking information about the company's future performance. Although forward-looking statements are based on what management believes to be reasonable assumptions, actual results may turn out to be different to these forward-looking statements. For a complete discussion of the risks, uncertainties, and factors which may lead to actual operating and financial results being different from the estimates contained in our forward-looking statements, please refer to our latest MD&A filed on CDAR dated September 30th, 2020. I'd also like to mention that this conference call is being recorded and a replay webcast will be available one hour after today's call. In conjunction with this conference call, there is an accompanying PDF presentation available on the events section and the corporate presentation section of Trevali's website under the investors tab. The link to our live webcast is also on Trevali's website under events. Moving to slide three, the main presenter today is Rikas Grimbeek, Trevali's president and CEO, and he will be accompanied by Derek Dupreeze, Trevali's chief technology officer, and myself as Trevali's interim chief financial officer. Rickus, over to you.
2: Thank you, Brendan, and good day from my side to everyone on the call, and thank you very much for your time. Um, Starting on slide four, the quarterly results for Q3 highlight significant turnaround for our business, both from a macroeconomic perspective and operationally. The zinc price averaged $1.06 per pound for the quarter, up from $0.89 per pound in Q2, and ended September at $1.09 per pound. Today the price at $1.17 and our view is that these prices will sustain and may go higher in the near term due to market forces which I will speak to later in the presentation. For the third quarter this depreciation in zinc price contributed positively to the revenue and earnings. We also took the opportunity to put in place a hedging program to lock in some of these cash flows while retaining exposure and leverage to the higher zinc price. Having executed on, the, on this hedging program, we are forecasting compliance with our financial covenants related to our credit facilities over the coming quarters. At the current zinc price, we are also meaningfully cash flow positive. With the business healthier and our debt maturing only in September 2022, this also means that the urgency to act under the strategic review process has diminished and we have more time to choose the best value-enhancing option for our business and our shareholders. Operationally, we produced over 74 million pounds of zinc, a 13% increase to the previous quarter, and we did this at a C1 cash cost of 81 cents per pound and an all-in sustaining cost of 91 cents per pound. This represents a 13% decrease in cash cost to the previous quarter, despite a temporary shutdown of operations at Santander related to COVID-19, where we lost the better part of a month's worth of production. Lastly, I'm pleased to confirm our previous revised guidance for the year that we put out as part of our second quarter results. Turning to slide 5, I will step through the operations in detail. Starting with Pacoa, payable zinc production for Q3 2020 was at 39.3 million pounds. A 19% increase over the prior quarter due to improved zinc-head grades as higher grade stopes were mined in accordance with the revised mine plan that was developed when we updated our guidance in Q2. The average grade for the quarter was 12.7% zinc. In the quarter, we also restarted drilling on the T3 deposit, which lies below the hanging wall of the main lens and has the potential to extend the mine life of Picoa. We will have initial drill results in the fourth quarter. In addition to the exploration activities related to T3 deposits um, and near mine exploration targets, we are also soliciting interest from potential partners to explore the regional land package that is further afield from the mine. At Rospina, um, we delivered at the pre-feasibility study for the RP 2.0 expansion project, which Derek will speak to the highlights in coming slides. I would like to point out that we have begun some of the initial work related to the um, final feasibility study, and we are now forecasting the completion of the study by mid-year 2021. We're also looking at solar energy to reduce energy costs at Raspina. We've submitted an application to become an approved market participant to the Namibian Electricity Regulator, and have also expressed interest to sign a power purchase agreement to purchase solar energy equivalent to 30% of our annual energy consumption. With respect to cost and production, a good performance from Raspina with production of 20.9 million pounds at an all-in sustaining cost of 90 cents, which did not have the benefit of the lead concentrate shipment this quarter and therefore a byproduct, a byproduct credit. We will see the lead concentrate shipment in the fourth quarter as per plan. At the end of the third quarter, we had zinc concentrate buildup in inventory of approximately 12,000 tons And so our payable sales were down but this is just timing this just a timing issue which we will catch up in the fourth quarter. At Santander um, as I mentioned on the previous slide we restarted the operation on July 15th and are currently operating at full capacity with a reduced workforce focused on production. While we are We were impacted by the temporary shutdown. I'm happy to report that our production was meaningfully higher um, than Q2 at 14 million um, pounds and our all-in sustaining cost came in at 92 cents a pound due to the focus on production over development. This 92 cents a pound all-in sustaining cost is an especially good showing as it includes about $750,000 or about 5 cents a pound of COVID-related costs tied to the temporary shutdown. At Caribou we continue to study a number of value enhancing opportunities while the operation remains on care and maintenance. Over to you Derek.
3: Thank you, Ricus. Moving to slide, slide six, I will describe the RP 2.0 expansion project as outlined in the pre-feasibility study technical report that was released in August. The project incorporates an upgrade to the comminution circuit to include a new single-stage mill and pebble crusher. The upgrade also includes a new primary crushing and ore blending system, along with circuit modifications to provide increased flotation, thickening, filtration, and pumping capacity to achieve the target throughput of 1.3 million tons per annum. The upgrade will also include several flow sheet modifications aimed at improving both the concentrate grade and metal recoveries. In addition, we will add a pasteful plant which has the benefit of increasing ore recovery, reducing mining dilution while also reducing the area of the tailings facility on surface as we will pump the tailings back underground. A dedicated portal and decline to the WS3 deposit will also be constructed to support the increase to mine production levels and to reduce operating costs. The new trucking decline will act as an additional fresh air intake and will enable direct ore haulage from the WS3 zone to the new surface primary crusher station utilizing large-scale 60-ton trucks. On slide seven, you can see the main benefits for the investment in RP 2.0. For a project capital cost of $93 million, the production capacity is increased by 86% with a reduction to all-in sustaining cost to an average of 64 cents per pound post the expansion while yielding a 10-year mine life. Economically, the project provides an NPV of $142 million, a robust IRR of 65%, and the payback period of less than four years. Once the infrastructure is in place, we fully expect to extend the mine life and add to these economics through the definition of further resources on the Rospina no, property, as well as the potential to process all from the Gurgle property, where we have a joint venture with the downtown. As Rikas mentioned earlier, we are now forecasting to complete the final feasibility study by the end of Q2 2021, and looking to advance funding sources for an investment decision in the second half of 2021. Brendan, over to you.
1: Thanks, Derek. On slide eight, I am pleased to report that we have made significant progress on our T90 program this quarter, having implemented an additional $11 million of initiatives, bringing the total to 41 million. We are still forecasting to implement $43 million worth of initiatives by the end of 2020, with the remaining $7 million of our $50 million target expected in the first half of 2021. In the third quarter, we directly attribute the T90 program with reducing all in sustaining costs by 8 cents per pound, increasing revenues by almost $1 million, as well as an increasing, increasing adjusted EBITDA by $6.8 million. The two graphs on the bottom of the slide illustrate the leverage the T90 program has on our business. By achieving our T90 program target, the company has the potential to produce a significant margin above our 90 cent all-in sustaining cost. We illustrate the power of this leverage by taking our full-year 2020 production guidance of 320 million pounds and applying various zinc prices against it. If you choose the $1.15 a pound, which is close to the current spot price today, the margin above T90 is 80 million per annum, or 10 cents per travali share. Moving to slide nine, as Rick has mentioned earlier. The quarter was supported by a higher average zinc price of 106 per pound compared to a second quarter number of 89 cents a pound. Revenues were $50.2 million, an increase of 17% relative to the second quarter due to a 19% increase in the zinc price and a 35% reduction in freight costs. This increase in revenue comes despite a 10% decrease in sales volume relative to the second quarter having sold 65 million pounds. This lower zinc payable sold in the third quarter is largely due to the buildup of inventory at Roshpina, which will be shipped in the fourth quarter. C1 cash costs of 81 cents per pound in the third quarter, as compared to 93 cents per pound in the second quarter, benefited from higher payable production and from the cost savings and efficiencies of the T90 program that I referenced on the previous slide. And despite not receiving a byproduct credit this quarter from Roshpina in the form of lead concentrate sale. All in sustaining costs in the third quarter of 91 cents per pound, improved compared to 105 per pound in Q2 2020 for the same reasons as C1 cash costs, as well as due to savings related to sustaining capital expenditures. As mentioned on the last slide, the T90 program contributed approximately 8 cents per pound and reduced all its sustaining costs and increased revenues by just under a million dollars for the quarter. Adjusted EBITDA of 11.2 million improved from negative 5.7 million in Q2 2020 due to the higher zinc price and lower operating cost per pound, as well as the higher inventory levels due to timing of sales. Lastly on this slide, I would like to highlight that 17.1 million of operating cash flows before working capital that the business generated and point out that all operations contributed positively to this number. On slide 10, I'd like to bring your attention to the hedging program we executed on over the course of September and October, which covers approximately 50% of our forecasted production over the six-month period, October 2020 to March 2021. The program has two key objectives. The first objective is to mitigate against the volatility of adjusted EBITDA in our business to ensure continued compliance to our credit facilities financial covenants, which come back into effect at the end of the fourth quarter. The second objective is to maintain significant exposure to a rising zinc price, which we are bullish on. We have used two financial instruments to achieve this objective, put options and forward swaps. The put options, which represent approximately 25% of estimated production, provide protection to the potential downside movement in the zinc price while allowing for exposure to the upside. The strike price of the put options is 104 at a cost of 3.4 cents a pound the forward swaps represent the other 25% of estimated production, and we entered into two separate arrangements that fix the price of zinc. One was entered with an average price of $1.10 per pound over the six-month period, and the second arrangement was entered at an average price of $1.12 per pound over a shorter period of five months, November through March. With this program in place, and with our, where the zinc price has been trending, we expect to be in compliance with our financial covenants over the coming quarters. On slide 11, I wanted to take the opportunity to highlight that 54% of our sales were at the back end of the quarter, having occurred in the month of September. Most of the cash related to the sales in September were collected in the month of October and at a higher zinc price than the cash collected from sales earlier in the quarter. So while our net deposition increased from Q2 to Q3 by 18 million, it has subsequently, as of October 31st, improved by 10.8 million to 119.1 million. And that does not include 36 million pounds of zinc production that remains unsold and 8 million pounds of lead production that remains unpaid as of October 31st. The nature of our business is that we see a lagging effect between the appreciation of the commodity price and when we collect the cash for sales of the commodity concentrates we produce. The impact was magnified more than normal this quarter due to both the timing of sales and the increase to the zinc price. At the current zinc price we expect to be generating strong positive cash flow for the remainder of the year. As our sales catch up rick is back to you
2: thanks brendan uh, moving to slide 12 um, we've refreshed the historic zinc price chart that we shared with you at the last quarter the zinc price as of today is $1.17 17 per pound up 43 percent from the low of 82 cents back in march while this is a significant recovery and puts trewali well into positive free cash flow territory It only brings us back to a zinc price that was depressed by the trade wars between China and the United States, and I I believe this still has significant upside potential from here. Demand for the metal is strong and continues to strengthen on the back of announced government infrastructure investments and stimulus programs. China is already ahead on executing their infrastructure program, and we've seen strong demand for the metal there while other countries are little behind in, in their programs, in particular United States. I expect more stimulus to be announced there as they come out of their federal election process. On slide 13, this picture clearly illustrates the impact COVID-19 has had on con- and continues to have on mine production. It's estimated that 1.4 million tons of zinc concentrate production will be lost for the full year of 2020 due to the combination of mine suspensions, closures, and lower productivity levels. While on the right, you can see the expected impact to global smelting production, which was materially impacted early on in 2020, but largely recovered in the second quarter. It's estimated that only 250,000 tons of smelting production have been impacted on an annualized basis. The key reason for the overweight production loss from mines and relative to smelters is the location of the mines. Some of the largest zinc-producing nations happen to be those that have been hardest hit by COVID-19, including Peru, Mexico and Bolivia. Over the past six months, this has resulted in concentrate market tightness with concentrate stock of 46 days or the smelter capacity being largely depleted. Moving to slide 14, where our stocks um, for refined zinc continues to to be depressed and modestly increased relative to the second quarter by 61,000 tonnes to 281,000 or an estimate seven days of global consumption. This inventory level remains well below historical averages of approximately 18 days um, and can easily reduce in the short term due to ongoing global production issues. Um, I spoke in a previous slide. Upstream in the zinc market, the differential between the annual benchmark treatment charges of approximately $300 a tonne for 2020, which was settled back in late March, and the spot market continues to show a significant divergence due to the mine production issues and its impact on concentrate supply to smelters. The average monthly difference between benchmark and spot TCs was $115 a tonne in September. You can see on the graph that after a slow increase in TCs in June and July, TCs again retreated. Annual benchmark negotiations started for 2021 back in October when this year's LME week kicked off virtually. Industry experts have been calling for a 2021 benchmark treatment charge of anywhere between $100 to $250 per tonne, with many calling the midpoint of $200. If we had a $200 treatment charge for next year, this $100 per ton decrease from 2020 rate of $300, would translate into an increased margin of 10 cents per pound or $32 million on an annualized basis when considering the midpoint of our full year guidance in 2020, so a significant boon to our business. Turning to slide 15, I will close by saying that the business is in a much stronger position than it was last quarter. I'm proud of everyone for working safely and achieving our planned operational targets while implementing an additional $11 million of T90 business improvement initiatives, and we are closing in on our target of an all standing cost of 90 cents per pound. While we recognize that we drew down significant credit in the first half of the year, at the current zinc price, we are now meaningfully cash flow positive. And while reducing this buildup of debt is one of our key priorities, there is less urgency to do this in the short term. We have options in front of us and we will choose the best value enhancing option for the business and our shareholders. With the third quarter behind us and while with tailwinds in the form of high zinc price, we expect the positive momentum to continue. We are on track to deliver our revised 2020 guidance and are projecting compliance to our financial covenants over the coming quarters once they are reinstated at the end of Q4. I'd like to take the opportunity to thank all the Travali employees and our partners for all their support, and hard work and commitment. With that, operator, um, we are happy to take any questions.
0: As a reminder, to ask a question, you'll need to press star one on your telephone keypad. To withdraw your question, press the pound or hash key. Please stand by. We'll compile the Q and A roster. Our first question comes from Oris Balcoda with Scotia Bank. Your line is open.
4: Hi. Uh, good afternoon. Um, Rikas, uh, did I – can you give us a bit more color on the strategic review? Um, it, it sounded like you said earlier that – has that been put on hold effectively, or, or is that still ongoing in the background?
2: Oh, it's great to hear from you. Um,
4: yeah, no, uh, it, you know,
2: I think what, what, what I'm saying is definitely not on hold. What I'm saying is that we are not in a – backed up in a corner. You know, we – as I said, we are meaningfully cash-for-positive at the moment. We've got multiple options that we're studying and we're not gonna make a, a, a pressurized move um, without looking at real shareholder value. So we're looking at all the options and we've got time on our side. Uh, we only have to pay back our debt in September 2022. We're meaningfully cash for positive at the moment. So that gives us time to make the right choice. So it's not on hold at all. It is just we've got, we don't have the pressure of, of doing something
4: that we don't really wanna do. So that, does that mean that you expect to be kind of fully in compliance with the terms of the credit facility kind of by year end, that, and that effectively just takes the pressure off until the actual maturity of, of 22? Yeah, I'll, I'll ask again Brendan, to talk about that.
1: Yeah, yeah, thanks, Orist. Um As mentioned earlier in the presentation, we put the hedging program in place. One of those key objectives of that program was so we would be in compliance with the financial covenants, and we feel very comfortable with how we've hedged that program and with 50% of our production with the put options and the forward swaps, that uh, we will be compliant. So the zinc price has to drift significantly lower for us to be offside with respect to those covenants. And when I, when I say significantly lower, we're talking,
4: you know, below a dollar. Okay, and then final question, just what's the financing plan for the Roche uh, Pino expansion? I mean, that's 93 million CapEx. What, what's the likely source of financing for that? Yeah, so I'll take that, Rikas. Yeah,
1: um, we have a number of options in front of us. Uh, we still have a lot of time on our hands where we've got the final feasibility study that we kicked off and working on, and that won't be uh, completed until you know, mid-year 2021. Um, but we're, we're speaking to a number of groups, and uh, you know, there's, there's a variety of things that we can do with respect to, to financing there. Okay.
4: But is, is partnering <laughs> on the asset an option in terms of something you're considering, or, or no? Yeah, I mean,
1: that's absolutely some, one of the things that we're looking at and considering, um, but it's it's one of a multitude of options. Okay. Thank you.
2: Yeah, and, and maybe also, Aris, if you just keep in mind that, you know, I, we, we're also working on, on fixing our balance sheet at the moment, so, you know, expect a different balance sheet by that time in any case.
4: Thanks, Rick. Thanks, mate.
0: Just to remind you, you may press... Star 1, at any time to enter the queue. Our next question comes from Susan L with Cormark Securities. Your line is open. Good. Thanks
5: very much, guys. Um, maybe just to follow-up on Our's question. You, you, just in terms of a formal decision on Rosh Pina from the board, should we anticipate you know, you get the feasibility study done middle of next year and then at that point we'll get sort of a formal word from the board or will you still, or will you still want to have all the, the financing plans sort of ironed out and, uh, formally as well before you make that green
2: light decision, Stefan, uh, Yeah, it's it's a it's a good question, and you know, it, I, I think you understand how these processes work. You know, so we're doing, we started work on the, on the feasibility study. We think it's well, we, we we will be finished with that by the end of um, the second quarter next year. Um, we will present that to the board, and as you know, these things, um, you know, that's that's when the call will be made. Um, it, 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 we will leave it up to the board, and uh, but if you look at the study itself. It, it really is a world-class asset, and, you know, if that expansion is done, you, the all-in sustaining cost average of $0.64 cents a pound really gives you an asset that is um, a, a company builder.
5: Okay, great, great. And then just uh, obviously great to see the progress on the T90 program through the, uh, through the quarter. Um, the all-in sustaining cost reported for the quarter of $0.91. Cents. I just noticed uh, that when you look at the actual detail, I mean, there's a little bit of minutia. Uh, of some some sort of, I guess, remnant uh, Caribou byproduct credits feeding into that number. Should we anticipate, like, Q4 and going forward, that Caribou is completely out of the equation uh, for the future numbers, or is there still going to be a little bit more hangover coming in as precious metals and stuff get, I guess, reconciled? Yeah,
1: Yeah. thanks for that, uh, Stefan. Um, Yeah, we had about a $2 million byproduct uh, credit with respect to care So that was one of the finalized sales that just happened to be a carryover from previous quarter yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a little bit left but it, it's not in the million dollar range so it's sub a million dollars uh, so you, you shouldn't expect that to have a material impact in our on our ASIC and Q4 going forward.
5: okay got it got it great and thanks again and good good to see that T90 progress.
0: Our next question comes from Brian MacArthur.
4: Raymond James, your line is open. Uh, good afternoon. Sorry, I just want to follow up on the previous question. So, just technically, the debt comes um, due in 2022. You'll be covenant okay, but can you? Um, do the covenants actually prevent you from making a decision on or, or doing something on um, Rosh Panab? because, again, as say, you probably want to make that decision before. The debts do, but they may want their money back. So it all kind of comes together at the same time. And as Ors says, if you have sort of 140 plus 90, I'm not telling anything you haven't figured out. I know 220. I mean, that's still a pretty big number if the zinc price doesn't move.
2: Yeah, thanks, Brian.
4: And, and I think, you know, as I pointed out earlier to
2: Arist as well, that um, you know we are we're running the strategic process at the moment. We are, and we will be solving the balance sheet um, issues in in over the, over this period. So, um, and you know, it, it's a it's a great project. It's got a, a, a quick payback time to it. It's got a great IRR. So people tend to be able to see through that. Some investors see that. Um, there's there's a really um, positive um, uh, zinc market in front of us as well um, for the for the coming years you know there's a a, a um, long-term industrial um, investment that will happen around the globe so zinc is going to be in high demand for years to come Um, supply will be constrained especially in the shorter term and even in the medium term so you know i think investors will be able to see through that but expect us to have dealt with. Um, a, a, a portion, if not all, but at, at least a big portion of our balance sheet before we, um, we need to do any financing for us.
4: Um, RASPINA 2.0. And, and just on TCR <laughs> next year, will you look to settle as soon as possible, just because as you said, I mean, getting the last dollar might not matter there, but getting it down $100 even makes a huge difference for you, or, or what's your thinking going into those negotiations? Yeah, so I, you know,
2: I, I wish I was at the table, pounding um, the table to um, to get the benchmark number lower. <laughs> um, you know, we we, we, um, we basically just a uh, uh, price takers on that, you know. So we, I i be cheering very very heavily on the corner of um, the miners and so making sure that that a, a benchmark number is as low as possible. Because as you can see, it makes a material difference to our business. You know, ten ten cents, one hundred dollars, ten cents a pound uh, margin is, is is a lot of money for us. So yeah, I my my. My um, prediction is that it'll be settled somewhere, maybe a similar time to, to this year, you know, February, March time. Um, and, um, and hopefully that, that's gonna um, be more towards our side this, this year, because $300 was a very punitive um, number for this, this year that we had to, to deal with.
4: Right. Great, thank you very much, that's very helpful. Thanks, Brian.
0: Thank you for dialing in as a reminder. There is an accompanying PDF presentation available on Trivali's website under the Investors tab. You will also find a link to the recorded webcast presentation on the events page. If you did not have the chance to ask a question on today's call, please contact info at trivalli.com. This concludes today's conference call. You may now disconnect.